Hey winner, welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I am so glad you're joining us for another Tidbit Thursday, where I either share solo or I bring on a friend to give you quick, tangible tips that you can implement immediately to promote intentional living in faith, family, and fitness. Today's Mama Mindset is all about marriage. Now on Tuesday, my hubby and I were here sharing with you about all the things we've learned in 15 years of marriage. Yes, it has been 15 years. I can't believe it, but it's actually true. So if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that episode, I think you're going to be very encouraged. So go back, check it out. Uh, one of the things that I've learned is that I really don't know much. <laughs> and that's really true. And um, But today, one of my dear friends is going to be sharing her tips to keep our marriages strong and lively. Michelle Landrum is a wife, mom of five, and a certified natural health professional who homeschools her kids. She was a corporate executive with experience in customer analytics, marketing, and technology. Michelle has a diverse set of experiences and wants to share the things she's learned along her journey in hopes that it inspires and empowers others to live victoriously. You can find her on her blog at Love's Seven Grace, and you'll find so much valuable content there. She's also one of my very best friends, so I'm thrilled she was willing to hop on the show with me to share her wealth of knowledge with us. Let's get into it today. Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm your host, Gabe Cox, and through this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you step into the fire of refinement so God can mold and transform you into a woman ready to step into your calling and crush your goals his way. I do this by helping you overcome your mental barriers through a faith-based approach of building inner strength and resilience. Each episode, I will bring you thought process, productivity tips, and inspirational stories from everyday people, all so you can live intentionally and move forward confidently with the gifts God has given you. As a running enthusiast, I believe that life is one massive marathon, and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Step into the fire with me, because I know you will come out stronger. Hey, Michelle, welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm so glad that you are here with us today. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Yay. I know I already told them you're one of my besties, so it's going to be super fun. But before we get started into the juicy topic today, can you just share a little bit about you, whatever you want to tell us so that we can get to know you a little bit better? Okay. Um, I'm a mom of five kids. I have been married for, I think, almost 16 years now. Um, and I worked corporate America for a long time. I came home to be a full-time mom the year before I got pregnant with my daughter. Um, no, the year before she was born. So it wasn't very long before I got pregnant, I suppose. Um, and let's see, I got my natural health professional certification back in 2012 while I was working full-time just because I wanted to help other people live healthier lives. And um, then I've recently started a blog to help share some of the knowledge of all of my experiences. I love it. And I love your blog. I already told everyone they need to go check it out. So <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> it is. It, I mean, you do have a lot of experiences and this is one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on today because we're talking about marriage and I have always admired uh, you and James's relationship because you, we, you can tell by just watching you that you work on it. And that is something that you guys find really important. And 
Um, and so I just think that today is going to be really, really fun because we're going to get to glean a lot of wisdom from you in how to make marriage work. <laughs> so well, we're kind of backing off of our Tuesday episode because I brought Josh on to talk about our 15 years. Um, and of course, what I, what I've learned is pretty much I'm still learning is kind of what I've learned. So I'm excited for today because I feel like I'm going to learn right alongside you. Um, and so I would love if you would just share a little bit about your own story uh, with this area. Why does this topic matter so much to you? Um, well, one of the main reasons that marriage is really important to me is that marriage is a really important relationship. I feel like God has deemed it where if um, you are unified with your spouse, you can accomplish great things. And so unfortunately, I think that it's an area that the enemy likes to attack a lot because um, he doesn't want us accomplishing great things. And so if we can be divided with our spouse, then it kind of, um, that division sets a tone in our lives. Yeah, that's so true. And I, I can feel that. I mean, there's always, not always, but there's a lot of tension when it comes to marriage because uh, you know, we're, we're all selfish beings. And so I would say I'm probably more selfish in marriage than Josh is. Uh, we have our own little quirks, right? But I don't think I'm a selfish person. But because when you have two independent people trying to be one, it is really hard. It is hard. Um, and, and I do agree. I think the enemy does like to attack what is meant for good and what God blesses the enemy wants to try and steal, kill, and destroy. Um, right. So what do you think that we have to gain to, as we continue working on our relationships? Well, I think one of the biggest things to learn, I don't know if I'm answering your question exactly, but um, I think the biggest thing in working on our relationship is learning to have grace for each other mm. because um, our spouse isn't our enemy. Our, the enemy is our enemy. And our spouse and I are, we and our spouses are trying to work together to build a solid marriage. And so when there is frictions, like you said, it's because people are independent people and they have their own needs and their own wants and their own desires. And they're trying to come together to create a strong relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think you're right. And, and I think we just learn grace. And we learn, I think we learn it through diving into a relationship with God, because really he comes first. Like when, we, when Josh and I got together, when we started dating, uh, we called ourselves, we called each other number two. So you're my number two and we'd sign things, Hey, number two or whatever. And it was because it was important for us to remember that God's first and our relationship is second. And now I guess we would put our kids as number three. I don't know, but whatever, but you know, and I really feel like we're going to get fed today. Because I think I'm in a, I'm always in a constant state of struggle as I try to just figure out how to serve my husband better, how to serve him better and think about his needs over my needs. Um, because I think I lose in that category more than I win. <laughs> and that's just me being honest and vulnerable. Okay. Because that's just me and my personality and I'm working through all those things, but I have a servant heart, but when it comes to marriage, it is hard. So I think I'm continuing to learn and grow and I'm excited to get some tips um, and I know listeners are going to be excited about these tips too. So what do you, what, what's, what's the first tip that you have for us, um, as we work on making our marriage stronger? 
So one tip I would say is really working on building a solid foundation in your marriage. Um, in doing so, there's a number of ways to do that. One is to work on kind of what you said, like finding out how each other work and helping to be the best servant to that person. Um, so one thing that we did a lot of is we read a lot of relationship books. Like one, we learned personality styles. Two, we learned love languages. There's a good book called Five Love Languages out there by Gary Chapman. Um, and we talk about our love languages all the time. And they're, I feel like they're kind of fluid sometimes. I mean, the book describes them as being, you know, distinct, but I find in my marriage, our love language is fluid based on where we're empty at that time. Cause each spouse tends to naturally gravitate towards certain ways of showing love. And, um, it works really well if you show love to each other in the same way and get filled up in the same way. But unfortunately, a lot of couples don't. <laughs> so I know that um, <laughs> I joke with my husband that I have all the love languages. And so it just depends on which one he's really bad at is the one that I have the greatest need for. <laughs> I love it. That's so funny and so true. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But um, I would say like, I think that's really important is figuring out how each other work and then um, having a foundation of like um, giving towards the other person, kind of like we talked about before, having a little bit of grace, but um, being willing to give without keeping score. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also think that honesty is a really important part of marriage. I know a lot of couples that they keep a lot of things from their spouses. And I think that that, even if they're little things, like I went shopping today and I spent all this money and I don't want them to know. Um, I think that little things like that, if you're not willing to be completely open with each other, um, it just creates little seeds of doubt here and there. And I know my husband and I have always tried to work on not allowing those seeds of doubt. And there are times where I'm like, what? I didn't tell you that. And I didn't right. try to keep it from him. I just didn't realize I didn't say something, but it wasn't like purposefully omitting something. Yeah. I think that's so true. I think, um, I'm really bad at keeping secrets. So that's probably a good thing, but I think being vulnerable with each other. And that's somewhere where I lack because I have a hard time being vulnerable with people. It's something that I've been learning. It's a new trait that I've been learning how to do. And I think one thing we have to remember is that we really don't need to guard our hearts with our husband because I mean, yes, there are certain times and places where um, there are relationships that are toxic, but in, in, most relationships, we shouldn't have to guard our hearts from each other. And that kind of comes with the honesty and with the grace and with all the things, because um, if we're guarding our hearts, it means we're probably not trusting enough of the other person. And I think that trust and the honesty is probably one of the most vital things in having a solid um, foundation. Would you say so too? I would completely agree. Yes. And I think that when you start guarding your heart, you have walls built mm -hmm. up. And so if you've got walls built up, then you can't have as intimate of a marriage as God designed because you're keeping somebody a little bit apart. 
instead of allowing that vulnerability. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost the same with God too, because I mean, he's our first relationship, right? He's our father. Um, we are his bride, all these things, you know, whatever it is, but we don't have to guard our hearts with him. And then he, he created these relationships. So, um, he created it so that we didn't have to do that with others too, but especially with him because he, he knows all and is all anyway, and he loves us. And if we, once we learn how much he loves us and we really understand that and how he, um, put our spouse in our life for a reason, it changes everything. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think that's a perfect first tip, having a solid foundation. I think it's something that we just continually work on and we continually strive to that because we all change. I mean, we also change. So like you said about the personalities, um, I think it's great to read those books and to find out what our giftings are and what our personalities are and our love languages. But we also shouldn't put ourselves in a box because like you said, sometimes even though my main love language is serving or acts of service, like I love it when he takes the garbage out <laughs> Woo, without being asked. Right. And then, but there are times, even though at words of affirmations is not really high on my priority list, it's true. If, there are times when it is a love language. So it's like, if we put ourselves in that box and we say, all we need is this, then we're going to be missing out on some stuff too. So, right. yeah, I think that's so cool. All right. So what's your second thought on marriage? Give us another tip. So my second thought on marriage is that, um, I think I touched on it before, but that you're on the same team. Mm. So as conflicts arise, you want to be sure that you're not attacking your spouse, but you're realizing that you're trying to make your bond stronger and kind of separating. It's really hard to do in the moment, but trying to separate a little bit from that emotion Mm. and helping your spouse understand where you're coming from and getting to know where they're coming from as well. Because if you just fight, then there's really not a win out of that situation. Because even if you end up winning, at least I am a type of person that when we first got married, I was the stronger of the two of us. Like I wanted my way all the time and I could prove my point. And I found that over time, like, yeah, I may have won that argument, but that just shut my husband down for the next three days. And Mm -hmm. it really didn't help build our relationship. Whereas if we work together to try and go through some sort of conflict, it works a lot better for both of us. And then we can both win and build up each other, figure out where each other was coming from to help solve the issue and prevent it from coming again in the future. Yeah, so true. Being on the same team. And because I think we can get competitive, at least I'm competitive. I'm really competitive. Like, I, totally I used to, we used to love playing uh, games together. Rummy was one of my favorites to play with him. And I just know I, I'm one of those who like, if I lost, we played again. And then we played again and we played, we played until I won. And of course this is frustrating for him. Cause he's like, dang, just win. I want to be done, but <laughs> I needed, I had that need to win and that need for that competition. But, um, and I still get that way. Cause like in arguments, I do want to win. Like I want, it is my way or the highway. So a lot of times, and that's my faults and my faults and what I'm working on. But it also like, I can see that like you said, where you saw your husband kind of felt defeated for the next few days. I can see that when I do it too. 
And so I think growing, um, like just being on the same team and remembering that, like remembering that the, uh, your husband or wife or, you know, your spouse, if you're, you know, whoever's listening right now, but your spouse cares deeply about you. And so in all, we do want what's best for our spouses, even though our flesh comes into play and all that. So I think being on a team and winning together is so, so important. Um, you know, I'm going to touch on this real quickly uh, because, I mean, we've been in a place where a lot of people are working from home together too. And sometimes it's hard when you have had your systems and you have your routines and now you have like, you're together together all the time. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any tips for really building that bond and being able to work together? Because a lot of people are so used to going their separate ways during the day. Oh, that's such a good question. So for some background, um, I worked from home full time for a couple of years before my hu husband ended up coming to his job switch to a full-time work from home position. And it was a struggle those first few months because I felt like he was invading my space. I wasn't able to get stuff done the way I was getting stuff done before. We were sharing an office and apparently I talked too loud on the phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there, were, there was definitely a lot of strain those first couple of months. Um, until we kind of got used to each other. But again, that's where that having grace for each other comes in and realizing that um, we are trying to figure this out together and figuring out what each other's pain points are and trying to work together to solve some of those. Um, and really, I mean, a lot of it will come to biting, a lot of it came to biting my tongue in the moment and finding a more appropriate time to bring up a discussion. So if it was as soon as I got off of a presentation and he started to complain that my conference call was loud, that really didn't happen very often that he said it in that moment. But an example that I can think of, like if in the moment it's brought up, there's a lot more emotion to it. Whereas if it's like quiet time after dinner, you guys are sitting down on the couch, then it's easier to be like, you know, it's really hard to have conference calls while you're giving a presentation at work and we're in the same room together. Um, and so in problem solving, we found that we had a different room that we could give up and we could each end up having separate rooms for our offices. It wasn't, they weren't gonna look the way we had envisioned when we set up our house the way it was, but we came up with solutions that worked for us and moved things around to make it work. Um, and so I think some of it is just like trying to wait till you're calm before you have a conversation about things, but then also letting other things roll. Like, you know, I wasn't able to get as much done in a day and I really don't understand why, but just not having the house to myself made me not able to for some reason I I still that baffles me but um not getting upset about it and just being like okay well this is our new normal let's just roll with the punches and figure out a new system to make it still happen mm, I love that I love that I think that's important is like the discussion is good the conversation needs to happen but when it happens is actually really important because in the moment we get heated and I get heated if it's I've learned I have to just be quiet 
for a while until I'm not heated. (laughs) And then it's so much easier. But when I'm good at that, it goes well. When I'm not, it doesn't, right? So that's so good. Such a good tip because I just feel like there are so many couples working from home together and have kids home. So, I mean, there's just so many new dynamics that we're learning and working through. Um, And so I knew you'd have an answer because you've done it for years and, uh, and you guys seem to work well together with it. So um, what now as we're kind of wrapping up, uh, what's your final thought for us as we navigate this thing called marriage? (laughs) Um, Probably one of my final thoughts is kind of allowing your marriage to evolve through life stages. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, when you first get married, you're still trying to figure each other out. Once you add kids to the mix, you're trying to figure out your marriage with this extra responsibility. And I see so many marriages really, I mean, even our marriage struggled every new addition, just because there's no sleep and there's so much stress. And you're trying to figure out all these new things and figure out each other's role and how to get everything done. Um, But I've always trust, I've always been able to trust my husband, even if he doesn't do something the way I want him to do it, Mm -hmm. I've been able to trust him to be able to get it done. And so I've tried to work really hard at not correcting how he does something. If I don't, if he asks for help, I'm more than willing to give him help. Or if something like kind of fell apart, you know, like kind of talking about that after and maybe offering some insight or helping to like, for a while, my husband wasn't around in the evenings. And when he started to be home, he kind of didn't know what to do. Um, And so I had to kind of train him what our routine was, you know, like, this is the time that this kid goes to bed. If while I'm putting this kid to bed, if you could help with this, that would be great. You know, just working on stuff like that, but not walking in and saying, you're folding the clothes wrong, or that's not how you change a diaper, or, you know, which sometimes I wanted to say, but not being so particular about things so that we could work together. Um, Because otherwise, I knew if I corrected him every step of the way, he wasn't going to want to do it anymore. And then I was going to complain because I wasn't getting any help. And so um, I think that's one big thing when having kids that I've seen with a lot of marriages, but then also a lot of people prioritize their kids over their marriage. And like you said, um, we need to prioritize our relationships because we still want to have healthy, strong marriages when our kids grow up and are out of the house. Yeah, that's so true. And I think that's a point we should touch on real quick. Um, like, so, I mean, you have four kids and all different ages and different stages and, how, how have you made it a priority to grow with your husband and make sure that he is a priority and that, and, and have you guys made it clear to the kid, your kids that that's kind of the structure? Um, yeah. So one big thing that we do is we prioritize date nights. Um, and I know that there was a moment, a time in our relationship where we didn't, And that was probably one of the moments that we started feeling the most strain on our relationship. Uh, But we didn't feel like we had the funds to do a date night or um, we didn't want to hire a sitter another night because we already had a lot of sitters, different things like that. We had a lot of excuses. But um, thankfully, I had a friend who I talked to about it. And she's like, just drop your kids off at my house for a couple hours. Go on a date. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was really super helpful. 
And I mean, we've done date nights where we put all the kids to bed and um, he bought, you know, treats or dessert. And then we would dress up and have a date in the basement while the kids were sleeping upstairs or um, just we every Christmas time, we will build a gingerbread house together after the kids go to bed or um, just different things like that for prioritizing our date night without having to spend a lot of money. We do a lot of movies, but we do separate, like this is gonna be our date night. So then we're not planning on getting other things done that night or on our phones or whatever. Um, and as far as showing that to the kids, I mean, if we're in the middle of a conversation, we're really good at being like, um, excuse me, we're trying to talk here. You can hold on a second. Um, but I don't know how else we necessarily say it to the kids it's probably just more how we act because we'll you know hug or kiss or whatever in front of them and um, have conversations where they have to wait their turn uh, which sometimes can be a long time for them which is really hard but uh, we do make them hold on until we get to a stopping point yeah I love that those are some really good tips as we navigate with kids to um, I love that third, the third tip that you have, because it's, it kind of sounds like instead of just going through the life stages together, we're growing together and making it a priority to actually grow together and, yeah. um, and shifting because we all change as we grow. So making yes. that, yeah, very we cool. Well, and even as we change jobs or as we, it's not just kids, but our lives are constantly changing and we're constantly growing um, and changing and just figuring out how each other's changing is so important because otherwise you'll look back and be like, wait, what happened to this last person that I knew? Um, because we just continually learn new things or prioritize different things or go through different seasons. So, yeah. Yeah. So true. Ooh, this was good. I, I got a lot of it. I'm going to use some of these tips. I think I'm going to try and implement something this next week. Um, maybe it's going to be biting my tongue. Yeah, it's a hard one. I'll start that one. I'll tell you how it goes. Um, you guys will have to keep me accountable to see if I did it. But so as we wrap up, I'm just going to um, share the three things and see if I can remember them and do it as a good little summary. So the first thing is to work on building a solid foundation, which really means being vulnerable, being honest, having communication together. Uh, the second thing would be remembering that we're on the same team. We are not enemies. We're not competitors. Uh, we want the same thing and we want to win together. Um, and then the third thing is to grow together and grow through the stages together and have each other's backs really. So, um, did I get it? I think so. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh man, this was so good. Thank you so much, Michelle, for sharing your wisdom and experience with us. Like I said, you are a model for me as well in marriage. I've always looked to you guys and as somewhat as mentors in a way of what marriage looks like, which is, I feel like you exude it really well. Um, I think so, some of the listeners are going to really want to connect with you. So can you just tell us uh, one or two really good places that they can find you? Sure. My blog is loves7grace with the number seven. Um, and so it's loves7grace.com or 
my Instagram is love seven grace as well. And then I have a Facebook page that's also love. Um, yeah. Love seven grace. So those are the areas that are easiest to find me that awesome. I'm on regularly. Yes. Easy peasy. And Michelle shares a wealth of knowledge on her blog that has to do with family, you know, parenting, faith, uh, nutrition. She's really into natural health and really good at it. So if any of these things sound good, go check it out. Uh, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to have you on again. She's going to be coming on again and sharing some other really cool topics um, in our tidbit Thursdays. So I look forward to having you then. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go, though, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. This will make sure you have access to all future episodes so you don't miss any of them. If you resonated with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify, as reviews are an important part of growing this podcast. If you have any friends or family who you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to take a screenshot and share it with them. And if you're not a part of the free Mindful Mamas online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your gifting, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to www.redhotmindset.com to check out the show notes and find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. That's all for now. Talk with you real soon. Bye, winner.